Hey guys, it's Scott with Scotty B Cards, and for this week, I am a part of Slap Stocks. As Nate is on his honeymoon, I was asked by Aaron to come on and give some thoughts about the baseball card market. I had my choice of any topic I wanted to talk about, so I chose Juan Soto. I know Nate has offended a lot of people with Juan Soto in the past, so I thought it'd be fun to give a positive spin. I'm just kidding, Nate. Uh, Nate was just, was just disappointed with the start of his play, but he loves Juan Soto. But I'm going to show why I think Juan Soto is a really good investment, and I'm going to show you guys how you can dive into players like Juan Soto to find out if they're good investments. So I'm going to show some statistics that I think are a great measurement of a player's you know performance and value. Nate may have a slightly different version, uh, but regardless, this is how I look at players. Uh, just a heads up, I have my own YouTube channel called Scotty B Cards. Uh, I started it in January. I have about 4,600 subscribers, and it's been a lot of fun. Uh, Aaron and Nate are some of the reasons why I started. They motivated me to do so, and it's been a lot of fun so far. So go over to my channel if you wouldn't mind. Hit subscribe after this video. And other than that, let's just jump right into it and not waste any time. Okay, so Juan Soto, we all know the guy. He's a stud. He, if you go scroll down right here, you know, he has an all-star under his belt. He has a top five MVP finish last year. He has one of the most ridiculous slash lines you'll ever see. Granted, that is due to a shortened season. He only played 47 games, but still, that's a very hard line to put up. What I want to talk about is why he's a good investment. First of all, he's young. That's the first thing you can just notice right off the bat. This is his age 22 season. A lot of players in Major League Baseball who are considered good players will have about 15 war throughout their career. Juan Soto has that at age 22. Most players are in double or triple A right now if they're lucky. <laughs> Juan Soto has been in the big league since he was 19. And on an average season, if he had played 162 games, he's averaging 34 home runs, 108 RBI with 418 on base percentage. That's really good. An OPS plus of 154, meaning he's 54 uh, percent better than the average player in Major League Baseball. For reference, Mike Trout's Major League average, I believe, is 176. So Soto is a little bit behind Trout, but he's ahead of Mookie Betts, who's 134. So let's just jump down a little bit and look at some more numbers that make Juan Soto so good. The first one is just his on-base percentage. A 427 on base is crazy, and also Juan Soto currently is the only player in Major League Baseball who has more walks and strikeouts. He has one of the most ridiculous batter's eyes you'll ever see, and he does not swing at pitches that are outside of the strike zone. If anything, if Juan Soto was an umpire, he'd be the GOAT of umpires. That's how good his strike zone knowledge is. I wish he was able to do that. Let's just go look at one more thing I want to point out on this page before we jump somewhere else. As well, if we look at his war, so war is a measurement that references basically base running. You probably already know, but I don't want to go too crazy, but base running, defense, uh, offense, all of that is compiled into war, which just means he's 4.4 wins so far this year, better than the average player. So if you got like a triple A player, an average major league player who would be zero war, he is 4.4 wins for the team more than that player. But regardless, you can see throughout his career, he's been a very bad defender. You know, he minus one win with defensively in his rookie year, minus half a win his second year, minus another win his third year, but this year, he actually has improved his defense tremendously. He has 0.4 defensive war. That's more than Mookie Betts. Uh, granted, Mookie Betts is having a very rough injured-ridden season. I love Mookie Betts. He's my favorite player. That's who I collect, but I'm going to compare Soto to Betts and explain why offensively Bet um, Soto is just so much better. But regardless, defensively, Soto has turned it around. This is one thing that everybody would always bash Soto for. He's a one-dimensional player is what they would say. He would only be able to slug. That's it. 
He's proving that wrong. He just robbed a home run, I think, of Didi Gregorius a few weeks back or a few days ago. Go watch that. You can see he gets great jumps compared to what he used to get, and he's able to read the ball off the bat well. So that's one thing I do love about Juan Soto. If we scroll down a little bit, you can go to this section down here, which is going to be called the Hall of Fame Statistics and Similarity Scores. These reference a player's you know, possibility of being the Hall of Fame. These numbers are going to be black ink is how many times led the league in a specific category. Gray ink is how many times he's in the top 10 in a specific category. Hall of Fame monitor just measures, and same with Hall of Fame standards, measures basically how many home runs, how many stolen bases, batting average, how many years, how many all-stars, and so forth. But regardless, the one thing I want to point out here, because he's only 22, these aren't going to be high yet, but they will be someday. Look at his war per 162 games played. He is averaging more war per 162 games played than the average player of his position. They have him as a left fielder still. He's actually a right fielder now. That's probably a little bit higher, but not by much. If we compare him by age to any players, you have Tony Cunigliaro, who was amazing before he was hit in the face with a fastball and ended his career, essentially. Frank Robinson and Ronald Acuna Jr. So, and they're right here. Acuna, Cabre Miguel Cabrera, Frank Robinson, Stanton, Harper, Bob Horner. It's just amazing how good he's been. And most players develop a better eye as they progress, and he's done that so young. So now I just want to kind of show his outs above average, which is a defensive metric that shows how much more successful he is than other players in his position. He is third for right fielders and outs above average. I believe um, Joey Votto's ahead of him, and I'll have to go see the second one is. But here's Joey Votto. Here's Mike Yastrzemski. And then here's Juan Soto. So he's just behind Joey Gallo. So he's basically third in the league, but right tied right behind as the best defensive right fielder in baseball. Now let's go look at his baseball savant page. Baseball savant measures in what percentile across all major league baseball is Juan Soto. So his average exit velocity is the 94th percentile, meaning he's in the top 5% or 6% of players in baseball who can hit the ball hard. And on top of that, if we look at max exit velocity, same situation, hard hit percentage, same situation, he is good. This is what I want to really emphasize, though, is his chase rate. He is in the 100th percentile, meaning he is the absolute best and not chasing balls outside of the strike zone. His whiff percentage, for having a chase rate this high, max exit velocity this high, and expect like batting average as high as it is, to have a whiff rate of in the 79th percentile is really amazing. And I, I know amazing sounds dramatic, but I'm serious. Let's just compare him to Fernando Tatis Jr. Very similar peripherals around like hard hit, max exit, average exit, but look at his chase rate. He's in the 38th percentile. He sacrifices a lot of power. <laughs> he sacrifices a lot of, you know, swings and misses because he wants that power. Soto was able to generate the same amount of power while being the best eye in all of baseball. Look at his K percentage. Tatis is one of the worst players in all of baseball at striking out. If you look at Soto, he's in the 86th percentile. If you look at Tatis and whiff percentage, meaning he whiffs, he's like one of the worst players in baseball. He whiffs all the time. If you look at Soto, again, 79 percentile. That's amazing. And I want to emphasize this Fernando Tatis Jr. page is still very impressive. His sprint speed is much higher than Juan Soto's, and that's just because Tatis is a true five-tool player. I wouldn't put Soto quite as a five-tool in regards to speed. But regardless, let's compare him to two other superstars. Here's Nolan Arenado. So, yes, Arenado's whiffing less than Juan Soto. And is a better uh, strikeout percentage. Maybe he doesn't actually. Let me just check with Soto real fast. Yeah, basically, Arnado has a little bit better strikeout percentage. Like he doesn't strike out quite as much, 
But overall, hard hit. He doesn't hit the ball as hard. He's a true pole hitter right here. You can see most of his home runs are on the left side. He just pulls it right to left field. Again, with Juan Soto, he sprays the ball anywhere and everywhere. It's amazing that most of his home runs and a lot of his base hits are to the opposite field. So they can't shift Juan Soto, which is fantastic for his numbers. Uh, and one other player I wanted to compare him to is Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts, everyone thinks he's having a really bad season. He's not. He's just hurt. And so he's not quite as dynamic as normal, not as many highlight plays. But regardless, you know, Mookie Betts is having a good year. Like all this pink and red is good. But again, compared to arguably the best hitter in baseball, Juan Soto, it's not even a comparison. He's leaps and bounds ahead of a ton of players in Major League Baseball. I wish Mike Chow had played this year because I bet his baseball savant page would look very similar to Soto's. Now let's talk about baseball cards. Now that I've established why I love Juan Soto as a player, that should translate to cards. There's a couple things I look at. Is the player young enough to make the Hall of Fame? Can he be on a Hall of Fame trajectory? That's how you get the GOAT conversation, all those things. The earlier they debut and the earlier they perform, the more likely to make the Hall of Fame. On After that, you have basically, are his cards rare? And are his cards a good price to purchase? So let's just go look at his cards. Juan Soto is a very interesting player because he debuted halfway through, I think, May or beginning of June. And because of that, Topps didn't anticipate having him there. Again, he debuted straight from double A to the big league. So Topps did not anticipate this because the Nationals had injuries. And so they didn't get him into many products compared to Ronald Acuna Jr., who they anticipated coming up. They have Acuna in tons of products. Same with Tatis. That's why I have this graph pulled up. Juan Soto has his flagship image in Topps update, which is this same image here. This is Topps Chrome update. But regardless, he doesn't have any base refractors. The base refractors in Topps Chrome update are numbered to 250. The only other non the only other non-numbered refractors available in Topps Chrome update are the pink refractors. And they're still rare. So let's compare Soto versus Tatis. Right now, this Juan Soto was selling for quite a bit more at the beginning of the season. Um, or early in the season, you know, it was 1335 versus 750. Soto was playing bad. Um, Nate even said he was disappointing compared to his 2020 season. A lot of people felt that way, and that's completely justified. He's been able to prove that wrong as it's continued throughout the season. But you can see here is basically the same price, actually less than Tatis. Right now, he's slightly more, which looks like that makes sense, right? But it doesn't. Fernando Tatis Jr. has a refractor. A like base refractor that's not numbered in regular Topps Chrome. He has a pink refractor. He has a Pulsar refractor. He has a CPR refractor. And I'm sure there's other ones that aren't numbered that I'm not remembering. Let's look at the pop report real quick. I just wrote it down versus having it on the screen, but I'll just tell you. Right now, the Soto pink refractor, there's 638 PSA 10s and 747 total graded versus Fernando Tatis Jr. His regular refractor has 1,284 PSA 10s with 1,945 graded. For Tatis's pink refractor, he has 814 PSA 10s with 1,171 total graded. So even the pink for Tatis is more common than the pink for the Soto. But you don't see the Soto going for quite as much as it should. I This was a $2,500 card in January. The Soto was, and I think right now is a great buying opportunity for it. It's tough for me to recommend anyone to buy a specific card because, yes, it can go back down. But if I was taking on the risk, I would feel comfortable with it. Now let's just look at his Topps Chrome update from the beginning of the year. I wonder actually if I can just, oh, I can do this. Here we go. So now you can actually see the full picture of what happened. Also, Slab Stocks Pro. It's an awesome program. 
Aaron was able to show me what Slab Stocks Pro is, how it works. If you want to get a membership in Slab Stocks Pro, it's completely free. Go to pro.slabstocks.com. You'll be able to sign up with just your email and like make a username, whatever else, like a normal sign up. You'll be able to have access to all of this head to head. You can compare players and cards like I'm doing. You can actually look at your portfolio, track your specific cards right now. It's just, you know, pretty generic cards. But as Slab Stocks Pro is out, it will get more and more and more cards added, which will only help. So really great program. I know they've been working their butts off on it and it presents really well. Um, I need to start using them for my videos more. But anyways, let's look at his base Topps Chrome update. Again, this was a $580 card at the peak at the beginning of the season or right when the season started, probably. Let's see. Yeah, the day of, the day before the season, people got excited and paid $580. It dropped all the way down to $218 and it's sitting right now right around 270 bucks. So I would recommend again, if you wanna pick up a Juan Soto rookie, do not go after the flagship because there's, the flagship is like the paper tops update because there's about 18,000, 15 to 18,000 of those graded, which is really high. There's still about eight to 10 of this card, but significantly less, about half versus the other. Another card I wanna emphasize uh, before I jump away from his cards is his Juan, is the Juan Soto Bowman's best rookie PSA 10 refractor. The reason why I think this is a good card is just because Juan Soto is not in many sets. I talked about that a second ago. If their rookie cards are rare, that's something that is extremely valuable because if a player has specific low set cards, then he's able to have those specific low set cards be worth more. You know, a lot of players are in 20 to 25 sets a rookie year. Juan Soto was probably only in what, 10 to 14 at most. So about half of that and only a very few Chromium cards. He has Topps Chrome Update and basically this Bowman's Best and that's about it. Bowman's Best is on the rise. People are collecting it as an alternative to other Chromium cards for good reason. They look fantastic and they're a hobby only product. And so they're usually more short printed while, you know, Topps Chrome Update is a uh, retail exclusive product. So kind of opposite of each other. But regardless, you can get a PSA 10 Bowman's Best Refractor for only $299. I'm sure it's not a very high pop. I can look that up in a second even. But regardless, it's just another good option. You can get a numbered parallel for cheap. Uh, if you wanted to get a Topps Chrome Update Refractor, PSA 10 is like six dollars to $7,000 most likely right now. While a Bowman's Best Purple Refractor, numbered to two fifty, dollars just like the Topps Chrome Update Refractor, it's going to be $800 in a PSA 10 or Best Offer, which seems like a pretty decent opportunity right there. The last thing I wanted to show you on this video is kind of what I already said. He doesn't have many rookie sets. So I typed in 2018 Juan Soto. If we go scroll down, he's only has 119 entries for PSA pop report, meaning 119 variations and cards and so forth. If you type in 2019 Fernando Tatis Jr. and scroll down, he has 244. So more than double what Juan Soto has, meaning there's more than double the products. There's more than double inserts, parallels, all of that is just much more common. If you do the same thing for Ronald Acuna, because he was anticipated heading into the season, right now he has 246. So more than Tatis, more than double Soto as well. So my point is just to say, if you're going to invest in a player, Juan Soto has an amazing tool set offensively. He's improving defensively, which is fantastic. I would say his main knock is that he plays for the Nationals and they just sold everything, but it may be good for a rebuild in five years when Soto's in his prime. Already has a World Series. That's one thing Mike Trout does not have. That's why they bash Mike Trout. They'll never be able to do that for Juan Soto simply because of the fact he performed so well in the World Series. He took Justin Verlander deep in the World Series. Go watch that video if you want a fun time. And overall, that just really helps his legacy and his potential. If we go look 
at other players like Acuna and people in Tatis. They've both dealt with injuries because of the way they play. They're a little bit more dynamic on the base pass. Soto has been a little bit more consistently healthy. He said he's been on the IL this year. He just had a weird knee issue. But today, his first game back, he's three for four with a walk and a oh, three-run home run. So I bet you he's just fine. So overall, great player, great tool set, very Mike Trout-esque, very Miguel Cabrera-esque. On top of that, very few rookie cards, which makes his rookie cards he does have more valuable. And he's on a bad team, but that may lead them to a World Series contender right at his prime. Overall, all of these things for me are just some of the reasons why I like Juan Soto. And I just wanted to share why with you guys and kind of give you an idea of what I do on my channel and also just to show you the awesome Slab Stocks Pro program. So anyways, guys, thank you for watching. Make sure you hit the subscribe button for Slab Stocks if you aren't already because they're an awesome channel. Great guys. Other than that, we'll catch you in the next episode.